You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store. But you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we talk about some really amazingly powerful insights that you can get from your Google Analytics to understand your high value customers so that you can find more of the people who are spending money with you. Yay. That's what we all want, right? So we kind of turn into Nerd FM in this one. So grab a pen and paper because we're going to go into some tactical things that you can actually add to your to-do list to get some of these powerful insights. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's dive in. So knowing your customer is absolutely critical to success of your online store. By having a really clearly defined ideal customer avatar, you'll be able to create and target messaging that aligns with them, creates connection and gets them to buy from you, which is what we all want, isn't it? So once you start making sales, it's really important to actually have an in-depth understanding of who those high value customers are so that we can go out and find more of them. So what we're chatting about today are some really powerful insights into your audience that you can get from Google Analytics. So if you haven't got Google Analytics installed, Google Analytics is a free software created by Google uh, that actually gives you insights into the people that come to your website. So regardless of if you're using Shopify or if you're on WooCommerce or anything else, you can get the Google Analytics account and you can take you through the steps of how to install that onto your website so that they can start tracking your data for you. Yeah. So it's really important to pop this on. It's free to do. You can, I don't think it will, no, it won't track retrospectively. So it'll only track the data from the day that it's installed. So put it in yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Even if you're not ready for it, install it today so that it's ready when you are ready to start looking into this. Yeah. Even if you're not running any advertising, if you're not scaling, websites just sitting there, pop it on there so that you can start tracking. And even if you're not measuring yet, it'll still be tracking all this really powerful data in the background. So what do we mean when we're talking about high value customers? Basically the people who are going to be spending money with you. So you might have a data set or a customer base of, let's just say a hundred people to keep it simple. You might find that 5% or 10% of those have spent, let's just say, uh, 50% of your income have been spent by those top 10%. So it's really, really important to understand who your high value customers are so that you can go and find more of them. We don't want to just look at everyone who's coming to your website. We want to look at who is spending money on your website. So don't be tempted to just look at visitors and users, which is often what's reported when we're looking at Google ads and things like that in a lot of reports. You want to look at revenue that's generated and your conversion rate. So there's some really cool insights that we can get from your Google Analytics. And if you go, so you go into your Google Analytics, go to your audience, demographics, and then age, you will actually be able to see the breakdown of revenue generated by each age bracket. So they break this down into 18 to 24, 25 to 35, 30, no, 34, 35 to 44, etc. 
etc. Now, this is not a hundred percent of people who come to your website. It is a data. It's a selection that they can track and that they do have access to their data points, but it will give you a really good indication of who is coming to your website and spending money. So the default will be to actually look at it by users and visitors. So it will show you how many people are coming to your website who are in that 18 to 24 year old bracket. But what you actually want to do is then select revenue and conversion rate. So it will tell you how much of your overall revenue was attributed to each age bracket. And it's so, so powerful to have a look at this because you can then have a look at, well, maybe heaps of traffic is coming from 35 to 44 year olds, but they're not spending any money. And it could be because maybe your Facebook ads are targeting 35 to 44 year olds, but if they're not spending any money, you can stop spending your money to get them to your website. It's also really interesting to have a look at the conversion rates. So you might find that there's an age bracket there that has a really high conversion rate, but there's not a lot of traffic coming to your website from that age bracket. So you can actually use your organic and your paid media to target people through your messaging and through your targeting to do a test to run traffic to that high converting age bracket and see if more traffic actually equals more sales and the conversion rate stays the same. Or you might find through doing a little test that you run more traffic to that age bracket and your conversion rate completely plummets. So all of this data is just a really, really good way to get curious, to start doing tests and to start looking at the data and go, "Mm, I wonder what that means. So it's so important because you might've done all the work, especially if you're an igniter, you've done the work on who your customer avatar is and you know exactly who that person is. So say that person's around 35 and then you go in and you're like, okay, cool. I'm getting lots of sales in that 35 to 44 year old age bracket, but actually I'm getting all these sales from 55 to 64 and I'm not really, you know, writing my messaging to them. Why are those people buying? And it might be that you realize that, you know, you're selling something for children and the mums are buying that, but then you realize, hang on, the grandparents buying that too, maybe for gifts, things like that. So once you find that out, then perhaps you can go, okay, well, I'm going to run a campaign to those people in that age bracket saying, hey, this is a great gift for your grandkids. So you can actually sort of find new audiences through your data as well, rather than one of Megan's sayings is until you test, it's just a guess. And that's totally right. So we're sometimes just guessing that this is the right audience. But when we start looking at all this data, we can actually either confirm our hypothesis or we can find out that there's actually something different going on and then you can use that to either fix it for the right audience or embrace a new audience as well. Now similarly what you can do is you can go in under your audience to your demographics and then you can choose gender. So then you can see a detailed view based on these people coming. You can see which gender is spending the most money, which gender has the best conversion rate, you know how much of your traffic is coming from males and females. So 
if you're actually targeting women, but then you see, oh, actually, there's quite a few men purchasing that I didn't realize, then you might want to actually start running some ad campaigns for males. Or it might be that you thought both males and females would buy this equally, but actually your conversion rate's really high for males and not very high for females. You might want to start redistributing some of your budget so that it's more targeting males than it is females. So there's a lot of this data that you can use to make then decisions, data-driven decisions. And super important to make a decision and then test it. Mm. So you might actually find that the men are just getting told by their wife to go make the purchase. So their purchase intent is super high when they come to the website. They're on a mission. They know exactly which SKU they're going to buy. They're just there to, you know, do the do. So (laughs) they've been told. (laughs) Test it. Don't just go, well, that was, you know, that's interesting. Cool. Let's just redistribute some of our budget and then never look at it again because Mm. you might find that getting more users, but the conversion rates down, or you're not getting any more users and you don't need to spend that money in the first place. So super, super important. As you can tell, we love data and we love testing and measuring and making decisions and then looking at the data again and making more decisions. So hopefully by listening to this episode, you can get excited and geek out on data too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, bringing out our inner nerd in everyone. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, I used to get called a geek and a nerd at school because I was a super nerd. I was like, Uh, would go to maths camp and science camp. I don't know if um, anybody actually would guess that now. But I just was so offended when people called me a nerd. I was like, oh, I'm not a nerd. Now I'm like, I'm totally a nerd. Just embrace it. Look, I think Beauty and the Geek, uh, thank you for making geeks cool again. Oh, yeah. I love that show. I was always like, I'm not a geek. I'll take the nerd part, but I'm not a geek now. I'm like, yeah, I'll just take it all. I'm all of the above. (laughs) Anyway, sidebar. So the other thing that you can have a look at in your Google Analytics is, again, in audience under geo, and then you can look in location. So within this reporting section, you can see a breakdown of, again, you can see like sessions and bounce rate and pages that people have, uh, how many pages people have been to per session, the average session duration, transaction, revenue, conversion rate. But you can look at this by country. You can look at this by city, by continent or by subcontinent. And so it's so, so interesting to, again, if you're just selling to Australia, then obviously you would want to break it down by city. And so then you can see that maybe Sydney is, you know, half your traffic's coming from Sydney, but they're making up 70% of your sales. Or the conversion rate is really high for Queensland, for Brisbane. So you can then kind of get really curious and see what you might be able to do to either improve what's maybe not working so well or do more of what is working really well. So let's just say, for example, Brisbane is a really high converter when you're looking at this. You might go, okay, why is that? Is it because the weather's different there? Is it because they're not in lockdown? Is it, you know, what is it? Until you test, it's just a guess. So you're going to have to guess and then test. But if you can look at, okay, maybe we can do some organic content that is skewed towards this audience, or maybe we can do a specific ad campaign just to that city and actually call them out. Like, hey, Brisbane, we've got XYZ product and hey, Brisbane, we ship to you within a day or whatever it is. So just get really curious about 
what's happening in each location and then look at how you can target specific messaging and campaigns to your best resulting locations, but also how you might be able to maybe improve your worst resulting locations. Yeah, I think this is so important because quite often, especially with Facebook ads and things like that, we'll just go, yep, Australia all and just send out the same message to everyone and spend money across the board. And quite often, you know, the most money will go to the bigger capital cities because that's where the majority of the people are. But, you know, if you're selling swimwear, it's probably not going to sell as well in Hobart year round as it would in Brisbane where they can actually, you know, go outside year round. (laughs) So things like that, you might want to actually deep dive into some of this data and decide that actually in summer, I'm going to target Hobart because they don't have that many swimwear places to choose from, but I'm not going to sort of target them in the middle of winter because not many of them are going to buy. So you can kind of get really curious. And I love the idea of actually changing up your messaging for each location as well. And you can go as far as, you know, using photography from different locations and things Mm -hmm. like that to really stand out. One thing I love is, you know, quite often I'll see ads in my newsfeed, but they're from overseas uh, stores and I'd prefer to buy and support local. So if I actually see something that, you know, tells me that they're like, hey, Hobart, it's like, oh, they actually deliver to Hobart. Cool. Or like they know where Hobart is. It must be an Australian store, <laughs> something like that. So if I can be called out, you know, hey, Taswegian or whatever you want to call the Tasmanians, it really makes me see that ad. It stands out to me as someone that definitely delivers there because half the time I get ads for things from an American store that don't actually deliver to Australia. And you think, why are they wasting their money here? But, you know, it's not till I've found something that I really want to buy and then figure out that they don't ship here. So it can be really frustrating. You know, what's so important too, is to get the local. So like when you said, like, is it Taswegians or I've never heard of that saying before, but you live there. So like, is that what you prefer to be called? You know? So there's nothing worse. It really, really frustrates me when I see an ad that's obviously an American company and they say, Hey, Aussies, like O-Z-Z-I-E-S. I'm like, is it? Is that how we, like, I've never spelt Aussie like that. No, no it's yeah, just, get the local lingo. Yeah, local lingo. And like you say, if you can have photo shoots of with landmarks and things like that in that particular area, if you have, like once you've got enough data to really see that, yep, that's an absolute winner, you can do things that are really targeted to that. So, yeah. And also saying things like, you know, we ship to Brisbane, within a day or, yes. you know, it'll only take a day to get to Tassie, like whatever it is, um, calling that out to that location, super, super powerful. <laughs> Just by the way, haha, only a day to Tassie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be, fr- you might be shipping from Tassie. Yeah. Or you might have a 3PL in Tassie and you don't know that. But if you, if people are calling it out, you'll be so pleasantly surprised and they'll be like, I'm absolutely buying from you because you've told me that. Yeah, exactly. So that's why all of this data is so super important so that you can actually tweak things. And even with the age brackets. So if you're putting out the same ad to everyone and you're showing sort of like a young 30 year old woman in a bikini, but actually you're trying to sell to a 50 year old, you want to picture your target audience in your creative. So you want to make sure that your ad resonates with them because if I see 
if you're selling plus size clothing for me and I'm going to see that and you actually have a model that's my age, that's my kind of size, I'm like, oh, awesome. They've got something that caters for me and I can click on through. But if you're showing me, you know, this super skinny girl in a bikini, I'm probably going to go scrolling straight on past. So having, you know, imagery that actually relates to your audience is so important as well. So, you know, showing the right age or um, even gender, you know, if you're trying to sell to men, but all your products are women, well, that can work sometimes, but it depends on what you're selling. So, you know, just making sure that everything's relevant to your audience can be really important. All your products are women? All your products are women. (laughs) No. (laughs) So what you said, all your products fit, like your photos are women. Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. All your products are women. Oh, good. Yeah, we don't endorse selling actual humans. That's terrible. Yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. So the other thing actually talking about products uh, that I love to look at is conversion by product. So you can, I do this in Shopify, but no doubt you can actually do this in Google Analytics as well. You can actually look at the conversion rate of your landing page. Now, if you have Shopify, you can go in to filter it to only show your product pages. So obviously your cart page would have a, a very high conversion rate compared to your homepage, but you can actually filter it just to look at products. And then it will show you the URLs and the conversion rate and the revenue, whatever you want to select as your filters to have a look at. There's a lot of data that you can look at, but I just recommend looking at the conversion rate, the revenue, the actual sessions converted, meaning, you know, the number of purchases that were made. And it's so interesting because you might sell a hundred things, but only five of them have a 3% conversion rate. So your website as a whole might have a 1% conversion rate. And so if you were to look at that and go, oh, and 1% conversion rate, our website's not really performing that well. We're not ready for traffic yet. But if you look at your top five performing products and they're all at 5% or 3% or, you know, five, whatever it is, you can then make decisions on not only how you're going to do your marketing, but what you should actually be selling and what your website you know, the direction that your website could go in and what other products you want to be stocking. So it's so, so, so interesting, but also really valuable to have a look at this and to not just look at the top metric, but actually drill down and get curious because as you can see by all of this, we're talking about conversion rate and revenue as a a lot of the kind of success metrics here, but you can kind of look, okay, well, is what location is important is converting high. What age is converting? What gender is converting? What products are converting? Are they all aligned? Does it make sense? What can I get curious about? What can I change? What can I test? And from there, you'll start to be a scientific marketer, which is what we love. Now, one question we get a lot when we start diving into all of these metrics, especially in Google Analytics, is what sort of date range people should be looking at and what they should be comparing. So, you know, at a big, broad look, if you're looking at these sort of things for the first time, you might want to look for the last 12 months or since you started, if you haven't been around for that long, and have a look at these from, you know, um, larger spectrum. If you have a lot of sales happening, got a lot of data, 
you can start breaking that down to more recent. So you could start looking at the last 90 days, perhaps the last quarter, or you could look at the last 30 days, look at the current sort of month, things like that. But it's all around having the most amount of data. So if you look at the month and you're only getting 10 sales a month, so some things look like they're really great conversion rates and some things don't because you've got a small amount of sales, you're better to look at a bigger data set and stretch that out and look at the last 12 months. But if you're getting 100 transactions a week, you know, that's when you can start to break it down and look at sort of the last month, how are things going and what's the trends. And you can also start to look at month on month and go, okay, well, this month was really good. This month went down here. What was different about that month? And you can start to sort of deep dive into the data that way. But always looking at the most amount of data you've got to start with and then sort of drilling that down. But don't take things for gospel if there's only a small amount of data. So if you're looking at percentages, but the number of transactions are only like Mm. under five, you know, it's not really enough data there to give you an accurate to say that this product is better than that one or that, you know, men are better than females if you haven't got a lot of data to look at. Yeah, great point. You kind of want to, as a benchmark, to have a a data set of a thousand. So a thousand transactions or a thousand users or, you know, whatever you're looking at. So if you've got a thousand users over the month, use that. If you've got a thousand users over six months, use that. Yeah, good point. So definitely recommend that you start to deep dive into this. One little thing is if you are installing Google Analytics for the first time, you do have to make sure that you tick the little box to turn on e-commerce tracking. And that Mm. will make sure that it pulls through all of the actual revenue and sales and things like that. Otherwise, you won't get that juicy data. So make sure that you're turning on e-commerce and that you've got your Google Analytics installed from today, even if you're not ready to start using it. Yeah. So with the demographics and interest reports that we've kind of been going over, so we've talked about the demographics you can also look at interests and i'll get into that in one sec but you do need to enable that so it's relatively new ish so you'll have to go to audience and then go to demographics and a a little screen will pop up if you don't have it on there and there'll just be a little blue button that says enable you need to turn that on and then it'll instantly pop up with congratulations so the owner or the admin of that account that google analytics account will need to do that so make sure that that is on Once you do have that on, you can then have a look at all of the demographics that we've been talking about. You can also look at interests. Now, this, again, will kind of just give you a little bit of a data set. It's not going to give you 100% of the people. And again, kind of get curious about it and use it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But by going to your audience and then interests within Google Analytics, you can then look at what your potential customers who, you know, may be ready to buy, what they're interested in, what other things they're interested in. So for example, you might find that you're selling tennis rackets, but your audience is also interested in food and dining. You know, if that makes sense to you, you can look at how you could potentially weave that into your content, into your inbound and your outbound marketing. Just get really curious about it basically. So you can have a look. There's a couple of different reports that you can see. You can see in market segments. These are more like lower down the funnel kind of audience. So they're people who are maybe ready to buy. And then you've also got your affinity. So affinity is people who are just in that research phase. So affinity categories. So have a look at both of them and really just think about how it could work with your current marketing because 
if you find that, you know, people who are also interested in food and dining are converting on your website at 7%, well, then that's a really good thing to just do a little bit of maybe testing with some organic content. You don't have to, you know, change your whole paid strategy. But yes, super, super, super interesting. As we said, make sure you go and turn it on and then just keep looking at it. You might even like to put a reminder in your calendar to circle back once a month, have a look at it, see who's visiting your site, see how things are changing. As you do look at some of this data, as we've said, make decisions, implement them one at a time. So don't just like change everything Mm, all at once. Good tip. Say for example, you know, you wanted to test some advertising to some, your mail category, do that, then test and then make a decision whether you want to keep doing that or not, or test something else. So yeah, really, really, really powerful. And hopefully you've got some things to go and test and measure and look at. Awesome. And just so you don't feel like you're the only geek, uh, Megan, I was in the chess club at school. So. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So if you want to come and geek out with us, join the nerd club um, here on Nerd FM, you can come <laughs> over to Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs, which is our free Facebook group. And in there, you can either nerd out or ask us all the nerdy questions that you want to deep dive into. So we'll see you in there. See you in the group. Bye. Bye. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, you might like to check out Ecom Igniter, our online training program. Find out more at ecomigniter.com and be sure to join the waitlist to access our special early bird offer.